Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. Save the drama for your mama. What's up, Drama Free Land? How you guys doing tonight? Uh, you know me, your host, Chad Stevenson. On the line, we got uh, Mr. Perfect Chris Butler. We got Beard Panda, Joey Hamilton. And for the first time in what seems like ages, we have Mr. Traveling Man, Steve Aspara. Um, gentlemen, before we get started tonight, um, let, let's talk about what we're drinking. I just finished up a noon whistle gummy sickle that uh, Stephen Fisher sent me. Chris, what are you drinking on tonight, if anything? Uh, I just poured a uh, Willetized coffee stuff from Lagunitas. Um, nice. I have not taken a sip of it yet because you just asked me that question when I had it in my hand wasn't getting ready to take a sip. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, take a sip real quick and let us know. We'll come back to you. Joey, what are you drinking on? I am drinking. It's a uh, it's the newest New England IPA from uh, from Wiley Roots. It's uh, Citra, Mosaic, and Eldorado hops, and the beer is called Skirt. I think it's how I'm supposed to say it. Otherwise, <laughs> it sounds like a skirt. I don't think it sounds like a skirt. So yeah. Say, I think say again. Skirt. I need that. It, I need that uh, MP3 recorded. I'm sure you can go back and get it in case in case in case you need it a second time with a little better quality. It's Skirt. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. Mr. Steve, traveling man, what you uh, drinking on? Anything from uh, your trips? Uh, nothing for my trips. I didn't. I didn't mule back any uh, any cervezas artesanal from Argentina. But uh, I am drinking an Aslin Hazy Orange Tears right now. It's a sour IPA, uh, and it's it's pretty good. I'm, I'm sipping it slow because I'm really enjoying it. I don't know if uh, if this is one that Steph sent to us or if this is one my buddy who uh, also lives near there sent me. But either way, Aslin, big big fan. Everything they do. Aslan is they're pretty damn good. I had, I've had, I've been lucky to uh, have quite a quite a bit from them, you know, in my over the past year and a half or so, and and, and truly enjoy them. By the way, Steve, uh, you're just getting back from out of country, as you uh, as you said earlier, um, Argentina, correct? Yeah, I was in. Uh, we did 15 days. Well. I guess 14 days because, you know, it's 12 hours there and 12 hours back. So it's pretty much a whole day traveling. But, yeah, we did uh, 14 days over there. We did five days in the capital, Buenos Aires. And then uh, we did nine days in wine country, like in the middle of the country uh, called Mendoza, Mendoza province. Uh, yeah. And it was, nice. It was awesome, dude. It was great. So I, I got to ask, it's going off topic here already. Um, are they – is there craft beer scene, and if so, are they as crazy about their craft beers? Are there are cerveza artisanals as we are up here? <laughs> you got to work on your uh, pronunciation, but that was that was good for. Absolutely. I'm glad you remembered it. Um, so they have a, they have a, especially Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires is a major world city. You know, they're kind of they're obviously a, a little further ahead than. Mendoza, or I assume any of the other provinces that aren't don't have a city like that. And Buenos Aires is huge. It's almost it's like Manhattan. It's it's pretty modern, pretty up to date. Um, it's a it's a beautiful city. 
Um, but yeah, we I I kind of tried to focus on beer when we were there because I knew it was going to be better than uh, Mendoza is pretty much wine country. That's where uh, every Malbec that you have ever drank or Steph Sutton has ever chugged comes from. Um, so I we focused on wine and going to wineries more days when we were out there. But uh, in Buenos Aires, I tried to just seek out what I you know I did like my research beforehand, although not enough. I have a pretty funny story of one of the breweries. Uh, but I tried to do my research and look for what the best breweries were in the capital and what the best beer bars were. And I kind of mapped it out on Google Maps based on where my hotel was and where some good restaurants were and some some of the you know sightseeing landmarks and tourist attractions were. So we could just work a bar into, into every day, whether we just stopped and I had a beer or we went for dinner or something. Um, and there are some good beers over there, man. They they're they're finally coming around not finally they're slowly coming around on session ipas so pretty much every beer bar i went to had some version of a session ipa now they're not like you know bright yellow and you know juicy like they are here because i don't think uh argentina can get the crazy new zealand and australia hops but uh there are some good beers i had some really good beers out there and um it's definitely, you know, I I took some notes as like what beers I drank, which ones were the best, all the best beer bars. So if anyone's going to Argentina out there in drama freeland, hit me up. Uh, I have a map I can share with you on Google Maps and tell you where all the best places were. Um, but yeah, no, big fan, big fan of Buenos Aires, big fan of. Uh, I embrace the siesta culture very much. Uh, <laughs> they nap every day. It's great. So you know, I I, I, I really love. I really love naps, so they're they're number one in my book right there. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so we got a special segment tonight. I think we're going to try to go to a more themed, uh, you know, besides just the regular questions. I think we're going to try to go to a more themed um, episode here and kind of draw in, you know, uh, different crowds and whatnot. And uh, earlier, I think last week, I I had posted to the drama free homebrewers group that um, I, I was interested in doing a group. We have a lot of homebrewers here and a lot of, a lot of guys that uh, work at, you know, microbreweries. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. I, I know on the line here with the co- my co-hosts here have some homebrewing experience. Um, Joey, I think you got the mead and Chris, you know, he's the beer guy down there. Um, Steve, I think you you also have some experience. You guys are all more experienced than I, so I'll take a little bit of a back seat here, except for you know wild questions such as, you know, uh, can we ever make a hot dog flavored homebrew? Um, but uh, call it sandwich. Did someone ask that? There it is. <laughs> so you know, I got I got to I got to ask it. Um, but uh, I'm going to solicit calls to the homebrewers. Um, I posted early in the homebrew segment. I haven't posted in the main group yet, but to call in 646-200-4505, you know, we've got a couple questions or topics here to discuss, but uh, gentlemen, I'm going to start with you guys and and let some people get some time to call here, but uh, you have the script in front of you. You know, I I think what uh, we should all start with here is what got you started? In cold brewing? Yeah. Yeah. My wife made a bad decision 
and spent about $500 on a full brew setup. Um, when I had never once said I wanted to brew, I had just, you know, been drinking good beer and reading about it and whatever. And she decided out of nowhere for our anniversary, I think it was our fifth anniversary, she uh, spent like 500 bucks and bought me the whole kit and caboodle. And now I feel obliged to keep brewing to basically pay off um, make it worth the worth the money she spent. What a guy! He's brewing to make his wife happy. Yep. Mm. Mm. I will. Uh, I'll chime in to say that I mean I got a relatively similar story, um, in that uh, you know my girl, my girlfriend, Lil C, you know, she she used to or has I mean for the last I mean for the last I think six or seven years um, has essentially done a lot of work with um, you know bacteria and yeast and things like that. And she, when she and I first met, she knew about my love for, for beer and relatively all things alcohol. And we had a conversation on one of our very, very first dates talking about how to apply her love of, of bacteria and yeast into, into creating something. Um, and at that time, it was a conversation around whether or not we wanted to brew beer or if we wanted to do something else. And she had this fondness for wine. Um, and, you know, a, you know, a year or so ago, a little over a year ago, you know, the, the concept of mead was, you know, not has not it was not nearly as popular as it is it is it is, it is as it is today and that's kind of where we that's kind of how we went down that path so we took her her love of yeast and cultivating yeast and and, and playing with bacteria and things like that and started started brewing started making mead nice i um i've been i guess brewing for a while but not really home brewing there's a place in jersey i don't know if you guys have anything like this but it's called brewer's apprentice so you can go there and you can pay by recipe and you brew on site, you, you know, with the help of someone who knows what they're doing, then they, they store it for you. I've been doing this since like maybe 2009, 2008, 2009. I started brewing there, but uh, as of this year or like earlier this year, me and a buddy who works at Kane or worked at Kane, I think we, uh, I think he just recently left, but me and him started home brewing at uh, where he lives and it was just the, for the want of, you know, want to try it out. He he was like, hey, I want to start brewing, and I know that you have some experience. And I was like, well, you have some experience. You, you work at Kane. You you have more experience than I do. I, you know, I have supervision from someone who knows more than what they're doing, but I'll definitely come, you know. We split the ingredients or, like, we, we pretty much go batch for batch. So he bought the first recipe. I bought the second one, and it's kind of you're buying. You get to kind of choose as long as we both agree that we like it. And, uh the first one came out really good. People liked it, so we just decided let's just brew a couple times a year and share it with friends and family. We were also blown away by the story. Uh, we had nothing to say. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. It was a real coming-of-age tale. Man, yeah, I'm, just, just, just I'm sitting here watching the credits golf clapping. That was amazing. <laughs> Two... <laughs> To Steve's point, though, I mean, I've, I've got a couple buddies here in Denver that, that are brewmasters, um, you know, for, for different breweries, and and it's usually hard during the week, but on the weekends, you know, that we're, I've always been welcome to come in and not only help with whatever is being brewed that day, but we kick around ideas, and, and to kick around ideas and, and, you know, to say, okay, well, 
this sounds like a really great idea. Let's plan that. You start thinking about a schedule, when you want to brew it, when you want to release it. And then you, you know, you plan that out, you know, maybe a couple months later, you're back in there, you're brewing a beer to, to, to Steve's point. Um, and, you know, you get a chance to see it, you know, essentially drop or release at a brewery. I mean, it's, it's a little bit more than home brewing, but that's something that I've been afforded to, afforded the opportunity to have um, here in Denver. And I, I know I definitely really appreciate that. Yeah, all right, gentlemen. We got a couple callers here. Um, did we go around, everybody? Sorry, I had to screen some calls. Did uh, everybody get to uh, discuss on what got them started? Yeah, we're good. Oh, we haven't started. All right. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> Mr. Perfect, you're not being so perfect right now, buddy. Um, <laughs> so... First, uh, first call we got here. We got a couple on hold, and I, I, they're not live currently right now. They are just listening. But uh, we'll go. To, I'll go to them one by one, just so we can try to try to you know minimize the chatter. But uh, first call we got Jake Lowe's, I believe. Um, did I? I hope I didn't butcher your name, Jake. You there? <laughs> just, just a little bit. It's Losey, but uh, I'll forgive you this time. Hey. All right. All right. Well, sorry about that, man. You know. <laughs> Um, so we're just getting started here with the homebrew segment. Uh, first question that we've asked is, what got you started? Um, as a result of something that, that a buddy of mine, and we did every week called New Beer Friday. We basically just go out and get a six pack of something we never had, trying to build our uh, basis on untapped. And before long, it was like, I kind of got tired of what was available at the store. Hey, Jake, we lost you, buddy. Yeah, I think Jake's going well. I think he ate that microphone. I think he's calling from inside a, a vat or a break tank. <laughs> Is this working any better? Yeah, there you go. We can hear you now. All right. All right. Well, I uh, I learned recently that speakerphone sucks on this on this iPhone. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, uh, it all started with with New Beer Fridays. We started uh, drinking new beers every week, and then decided we wanted to brew a beer of our own. So my buddy he worked up at Bell's and uh, got some of the equipment on a pretty good discount. It was basically a stovetop kit and you know, a big stainless pot. And we made uh, an oatmeal stout, and it was the first beer we ever made, and it turned out really, really great. And ever since, I've uh, I've just really enjoyed doing it. it was... I feel like that's a pretty awesome. good segue into the next. Uh, what What do you use, right? What What type of well, well, what equipment do you use? So now, yeah, uh, I've upgraded. I, I upgraded from what I had before. It was stovetop kit only, and then uh, earlier this year, actually went out and put together a whole three keggle system. So basically just three empty uh, half barrels that you uh, put some stainless in uh, stainless coil in one of them. And it's a, it's a recirculation system. So basically I have a, I have a heat exchanger uh, in the first kettle. And then the second one is a, a mash ton. So I do all grain and it circulates all of the mash through the, the heat exchanger to keep it. I can manage temperature in there to about a quarter degree during the mash. So it's uh, it's pretty precise and it's all controlled by a little Raspberry Pi computer uh, and it's it's sweet. I did a lot. All right, man. Yeah, that's uh, 
and you're speaking, you know, gibberish to me on some of that stuff. But uh, hey, that's okay. You know, learn learn something new every day. You know, um, <laughs> we we also got uh, John Hambright, and and I'm probably gonna butcher names here, so I apologize in advance if you call in or if you're currently on the call. And David David Rittenauer. Um, gentlemen, what uh, what got you started in homebrew? Um, we'll, we'll go to John first. Oh, what's up, fellas? Jake in the local area here in Kalamazoo. Actually, Dave, you got a package on the way for you here soon. But uh, let's get to the brewing part. Kind of same theme as uh, what we were hearing earlier with the, the wife and actually my mother. Um, I was collecting bottles, and I was displaying them in the basement and just kind of going through different styles of beer, trying to figure out what I really liked. Um, got into the game with Two-Hearted and, and Oberon, and I just went from there. And then my wife said, you know, your passion, you got really caught up in the Ancient Ale series from Dogfish Head, which is really what started it all. And I'm, I loved cooking and everything, so they said they got together and bought my first homebrew kit. Um, got all the way up to brewing 20 gallons at a time. I did a batch of 60 gallons one night to fill a barrel, and I've now downsized. <laughs> I actually have a robo-brew on the way, so I'll be sure to give some feedback on that. I know Jake's interested to hear about it. We've talked a little bit about it on the side, but kind of humorous that the wives and mothers or the women in our life have inspired us to stop buying it off the shelves and and actually brew it. Yeah, I, I'm going to need you guys to talk to my wife um, sometime. I might uh, have her call in and uh, give her that same spiel. But um, what about you, David? What got you started? All right, so uh, first thing I want to say is thank God you have it muted because I'm laughing at, like, half the comments. But uh, I'm old school. I'm an old man. And uh, I was going to college in uh, Santa Cruz, in 1982 and uh, there was a homebrew club and so I went to check it out and uh, there was a bunch of old hippies and they were brewing beer um, but they taught me how to do all grain and so I brewed a few patches through the 80s and then in um, I went to the Gulf War came back and in 96 my uh, best friend was like hey let's brew some beer and I had all this old equipment left over from those days. And so we started up and, um, it was, um, I don't know. We, we, we did well. Uh, my friends told me if I open a brewery, I need to call it the IPA and stout brewery because that's the only thing I enjoyed brewing. <laughs> and then, um, I worked at Stumptown Brewery, um, got involved with Russian River, and then decided that beer was played out and I wanted to open the cidery. <laughs> but I'm currently on a, a Kegel system myself with um, the... 15-gallon kegs, and then uh, we're – 
I'm doing cider and mead. Trying to okay. uh, nice. do the thing that, that trams has the popularity and grudgista and superstition and the magic that they've got happening. But it all just comes from a love of freaking fermentation. Um, I'll make kimchi if I have to. Uh, I'll I'll just watch anything ferment. I, I just love watching bubbles come up and stuff. <laughs> so David, David, quick qu- David, quick question. If you like if you like bubbles come up, what's your stance on lava lamps? <laughs> I have one. <laughs> That's I, I have one boy. like the originals. I love it. I recommend. Is there, is is there a lava lamp IPA? Oh my there god, there should be. There. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. Drama free. <laughs> yeah, that's a drama free brew that can only go out to drama free members. Um, nice. I'm line here. <laughs> we'll make Clearly, that happen. David, David's preferred way of going out of this world is drowning. <laughs> All right. Well, while uh, while we got you guys on the call here, um, let's. So, so we did the equipment and what got you started. Um, what are your? I, I know uh, David talked about maybe his favorite styles to brew, but what about you guys? What's your John and Jake and David? If you still have other favorites, um, and anybody else on the call, what's your what's your favorite style to brew? I like brewing what people drink. Uh, for me, I have a lot of people that like a series of IPAs that I do. Um, and basically what I do is I keep the entire recipe the same except for the hops. And I change the hops every time I brew that recipe, try to match the IBUs. So it's the same level of bitterness. And all you're doing is really getting a feel for each of the different hops. So I've done probably 15 of those so far. And, and that's the one that uh, that keg always gets emptied first. Um, so Bear Republic does uh, almost the exact same thing where they have a pale ale recipe and the only thing they change is the hops. And you can only get it at brewery at Bear Republic in uh, Healdsburg. And um, it's always interesting to taste because they've used the same base malt and the only thing they've changed up is is the hop. And, and so that's always a interesting way to go um and 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 a great way to do things yeah it's a lot of fun and it's a fun science experiment everybody gets to be part of it and figure out what hops they like and what they don't i i've actually gone to where um i uh, you know the we 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 now have the haze craze with the, the the you know uh, East Coast IPAs versus the West Coast. And uh, for me, taking more hops out of the boil, uh, I've gone to first wort hopping and then thrown in things uh, at flame out or close to flame out or even while uh, freaking cooling, um, I threw in hops at like 180 uh, degrees as I was cooling the last beer I brewed. And so more hops are being put into the beer, not in the boil, but in the secondary, in the flame out. And, uh, uh, it's just crazy where we're putting hops nowadays. Yeah. This, this recipe that I was talking about, this has two, um, uh, two whirlpool additions that happen at below 180. 
uh, yeah. same idea as what you were talking about. That he completely right, crazy uh, from what I've learned how to do, but now I'm all about it. What's uh, it, we're gonna go back to learning here. What is a whirlpool? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, uh, what you need to know about hops is the earlier you add them in the boil in the in the hottest part of the uh, the brew the more bitterness you get and the less flavor you get because uh, the flavor of the hops, the aroma of the hops tends to boil off over the course of an hour's worth of boiling your wort. And so if you add hops late, um, you'll hear things like 15 minutes uh, before, before the end of the boil. Or, um, you know, I think Dave even said at flame out, which means I'm not going to keep boiling anymore at all. I'm ready to start cooling the wort and, and putting it in the fermenter. That is, um, that's going to add more and more flavor. And then all of these East Coast IPAs, one of the things that uh, they do to really get the juiciness out of it is uh, they'll, they'll do a whirlpool, which basically means you cool work down from boiling to 180 or below. And what that'll do is it'll stop uh, what they call isomerization of the hops, which means you're going to stop extracting bitterness you're not going to add any more bitterness, but you're only going to get flavor and aroma out of it at that point. So, um, yeah, a lot of times you'll see Whirlpool recipes on East Coast IPAs that'll be, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of hops after you're done boiling. Chad, we could send you some pretty extensive uh, articles on hop utilization if you're interested. If you need some nighttime reading. Uh, <laughs> we should also send them uh, a 60, 90, 120 minute. Mhm. I've got a 120, so I wouldn't, uh, but I wouldn't deny another one. Um, you know, I, I've been toying around with doing like a Midwest, uh, and I've, I've referenced this before on uh, on other uh, on a podcast, but doing a you know a big meetup of drama free, and uh, you know maybe we could just do a big brew day as well. What better thing to do but brew beer and drink beer with all your DF brothers and sisters? Oh, man. Good luck brewing enough for all the people that are trying to ISO that whale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, you got to be there to drink it, you know? Well, 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 you're going to say two weeks, two or three weeks in, in the Midwest? Yeah, you know, I got, I got the time off. Just keep your so ear to the ground. There is a drama-free homebrew club, so just keep your ear to the ground. Things might be happening. Uh-oh. If you guys oh, wait I mean, long it. enough, wait, wait, wait long enough, and get to like June, July of this next year, and I'm really close to having a full brewery that uh, I have an offer on a spot right now, and a brew house is getting ready to be built for me. So I'll have a seven-barrel system. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, I'll come brew on yeah. a seven barrel system. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come drink. I'll drink the beer. Yeah. yeah. It's named Drama Free. DF. Drama Free. Drama Free Brewing. Do we all get resumed? Gentlemen, uh, casinos. So, Chad, you asked favorite style to brew, and, and I think we talked ad nauseum now about IPAs, and. uh while they're my favorite to drink by far, uh, no doubt about it, they're not my favorite to brew. 
My favorite, the brew, oh. is, is wild. I mean, just wild uh, ales because at any point through the process, it may hit its its mark, and then it may fall off. And it's just the science be- behind wild ales is a challenge. And there's times where you you brew two different, slightly different batches, and you might have to blend them together to get something that tastes what you are shooting for. Um, mm-hmm. You can really dial in. New England, you can dial in IPAs, you can dial in stouts. You have a, a, a base recipe. You've got it nailed in. It's pretty easy going forward. It's just like cooking. You know exactly what you got to put into it. Um, with wild ales, there's so many factors that go into it that can change the profile. You start playing with barrels, you're starting to become more of a blendery than you are a, a brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And and you'll see uh, more places. Uh, I mean, I'm in Sonoma County. This is David. I'm in Sonoma County, and uh, uh, Vinny brews his uh, uh, Sonoma blend of uh, wild fermented ale, and then that's the base beer that becomes all the things that he makes uh, from beatification to consecration. They all start with his Sonoma Atlantic, uh lambic Sonoma base wild fermented ale, and um, we do the same thing with cider here. Um, it's it it, it it makes beer making much more like wine making, where you're you're blending all these wild factors into you into your beer, and yeah, you know it's a lot of fun uh, to to work with those kind of things, but then sometimes it's a disaster and you have to kick a valve and, and dump it down the drain. Uh, um, so there's, there's plus and negative, but definitely that's the, that's the heart of fermentation to see just what you get from wild. And, and, and when it comes out right, that's freaking magic. Yeah, I, I do like drinking a good wild. Um, gentlemen, we are going to uh, – we do appreciate you guys calling in. This has definitely been information for me. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. But uh, we do have some other callers in the wing here, and uh, I think we're going to let them in. But uh, before I let you all go, and don't all answer at once, I've got one question for you. <laughs> you guys ready for this? There oh, we go. Go ahead. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> no. No, it's a freaking hot dog. You're right. It's it's in a class on its own. Or you call it a hot dog sandwich. End of debate. No. If you cut it in half, maybe, and lay it out on, on two pieces of freaking Roman meal bread. Has anyone oh, been keeping track of the, the tally? I have been, um, but I got to go back through all the episodes. We're, we're on episode 10 now, <laughs> 11. I got to go back through and, and tally it up because it might be swayed in my favor. But, uh, gentlemen, I do appreciate you guys calling in. Um, this has been fun. Um, you know, feel free to call in later, but we're going to let some other callers in um, and uh, let us know how we did in the comments on the, on the, on the, uh, on the old Facebook there. But um, you guys have a good night, man. You as well. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Bye, fellas. Great to see you guys. Be well.
So uh, while there's silence, right. I feel like I, I feel like I got dipped out of the equipment section, and uh, this is a true story. Uh, me and my buddy, we brew with a fish fryer. <laughs> my buddy bought a fish fryer, and we turned it upside down, and we brew in a keg uh, over a fish fryer. Perfect. Uh, yeah, it worked. Five that. gallons. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I like it. I used a turkey fryer for a long time. And we had and we had the keg on the pulley system so we could get it off the heat real quick. That's Interesting. It's pretty, pretty smart, actually. Gee, Steve, you're a genius. Hey, um, in Buenos Aires, are they still really, really in love with Madonna? <laughs> I mean, I'm still pretty in love with Madonna, so. Uh, I heard the song once, I think, when we were there, and I was like, really, Evita? Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> Did you get off the plane and say yeah. what? No, che Che Guevara is huge over there. Evita, not so much. There's shirt, there's shirts and pictures of Che everywhere, and like graffiti. Viva Revolution. Viva. So we got more callers. Is that what happened? Um, no, we. Uh, so what happens is, is uh, we have we got people that uh, sometimes the stream doesn't work for them, so they call in and. One of the cool features about our call-in here is that you can listen without actually being live. So yeah, that's pretty neat, you know, to do. So he just wanted to listen in and um, maybe oh, nice. chime in later if he wants to. But, uh, you know, until we wait for callers, again, you know, home brewers, anybody that's got any homebrew experience yeah. or questions, go ahead and give us a call. It's uh, 646-200-4505. I've posted it in 80 million different places on uh, Drum Free and Drum Free Home Brewers. Um, you can find it. If not, you can, uh, you can figure it out. Um, Chris or Joey, did you guys answer what your favorite styles to brew are? I'll let Butler Chris go first. Is, well, Butler, can you hear us, Mr. Perfect? He has dead air. One second. Um, Pull body. You guys, surface. give me one second. Yeah. Joey, can you hear me? You. I can hear you very, very well. <clears throat> so it gives me a soap some dead spot. So I, I know that um, David was mentioning about brewing in Sonoma County and mentioned Benny, and I know he also, you know, uh, rattled off the adification, so like that. So, so for people who didn't quite pick up on that, he was implying Russian River, um, which I thought. You know, I think we've all had a few of their beers. I know I've got, I think three, three recent beers that came in the mail from Secret Santa, from David, oddly enough, um, that uh, that are Russian River beers. So phenomenal brewery. And then uh, the only other thing I can use to come up with some dead space. I just opened up another beer. Um, if anyone gives a shit about that. And uh, I am currently consuming lights on, lights on from Treehouse. So phenomenal hey. beer. Although for yo, this is a beer podcast. We all give a shit about beer. That's why we're here. Um, by the way, I just opened up a Mars Brewing Overhaze Northeast IPA. Um, Mars. I don't know if you guys have heard from them. They're or heard of them. They're from Chicago, and they put out some amazing shit. Uh, and it sounds like I might have a new nickname by Hollywood, who is not even on this call, but he is now oh, calling me Chad Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, that is awesome. Yeah, I've got um, 
I've got, I believe, two cans from Mars out the fridge I'm trying to, you know, dig into. One is overhaze. I think the other one that I got is um, is a canned creek from them. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I need to figure out exactly yep. how. Oh, yeah. Hashtag not a creek. Yeah. I got to hold on to that until I think Saturday, unfortunately, when a uh, little sees off work and she's finally, finally home for a weekend. We can pop open that guy. Well, hey, I got. Uh, I'll send you some uh, Jungle Boogie. What is their, which is their normal double IPA, and then they are yeah. their normal IPA, which is pretty damn good. And then, um, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna send some to everybody on the. Uh, Call you know all the hosts here, and we're gonna drink it together. Um, probably we're won't do that again because yeah, probably can't uh, do it next episode because you know shipping restrictions. But uh, I'll get us some uh, Mars Brewing out there, and we'll, we'll drink it. Because uh, I can get it here in Arkansas. Really? Oh, can you? They got they got distro. Mm-hmm. Looks like. Looks like uh, Traveling Man dropped. He might be back in. Traveling Man, you I'm got back. It? Yeah, I had to travel to the fridge real quick. <laughs> I think uh, I think what's happening is people that actually uh, did the uh, did the internet streaming is being kicked. Um, anybody that's called in the phone is doing well. So yeah, you know why? Um, net neutrality, net neutrality, man. I knew it. I knew it was gonna. As soon as it passed, how did they do it so quickly? SCC hates the DF Beer Podcast. Bullshit. Yeah. That guy with his huge Reese's mug. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. um, Rich Berry is on the line, and um, he he was the one listening. He was the one lurking on our uh, drama-free podcast here. But uh, Rich, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. How's it going, hey, so, guys? Rich. Hail, Rich. Great, man. What What you drinking on, Rich? Uh, actually a uh, homebrew. I guess a uh, pale ale with some English yeast, and it's got a little spicy kick to it. Um, not too bad. Uh, it's uh, nice. Yeah. So. It's it's been an experience, man. It's definitely a learning experience. Um I I learned from uh Adam Smith, who lives right down the road from me, and uh sat in with a couple brews from him and then uh met Matt and uh Matt Burton. And uh both of them taught me a lot. Uh some of the beers are good, some of them aren't. Uh that's <laughs> a dump uh Two batches, one which was a kettle sour. Um, so with a kettle sour, you have to hold it, I think, between 90 and 100 degrees and put a lid on it, and I covered it in foil and didn't put a CO2 blanket, and it was just not drinkable. And uh, so that one got dumped uh, into the deck. But... Um, yeah, I mean, do you, do you, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. I love it. I, I research it every day, and, I, you know, you can only learn more, and you can never stop learning about it. I got I to gotta ask, do you cry streams of tears when you have to dump a batch? 
<sighs> well, since, you know, if you dump a batch, it has already been three weeks ago about. So <laughs> you kind of forget that you put all this work into it three weeks ago and you just move on to the next one. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it sucks. So uh, I don't cry, but yeah, it's, it's pretty painful. I feel like that would have been a good question to ask all the homebrewers. What's the most painful batch you had to dump, or like what what went wrong with like your your worst batch of beer? You know, because clearly everyone's had to dump a batch. Yeah, I mean, it happened. Well, what about you, Steve? So uh, the first beer that I brewed with my buddy, the homebrew on the on the keg with the fish fryer, <laughs> was uh, it was just a light saison. Like you know, a little bit of extra hops for than normal saisons have, and it went really well, and people really liked it, and we really liked it. And then the next batch after that, we were like, all right, let's do an IPA. It's summertime, like it was like middle of summer. Let's just brew like a sh- straightforward hoppy, hazy IPA. You know, we live on the East Coast, we're used to other half and trillium, so let's just try our hands at that. And it was awful. It came out so bad. We we literally we had to dump the whole batch and. That was like, oh man, that was that was a kick to the gut because it was like we can't even get the, the IPA right. And then after that, we switched to like an Irish red, and then that one came out actually really good because we put a little uh, lactose in it, um, and just it just made it like a sweet, like thick little like juicy caramel milkshake. But yeah, uh, we dumped a pretty our attempt at a hazy IPA, and it just it just didn't play. One exploded in my fridge actually. So we we fucked oh, up somewhere. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know what you what you do with bad beer? Oh, go ahead. Well, I send it to you. Uh, so so you're bottling everything, or are you kegging? Yeah, no, uh, we we bottle. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I don't. I was. I don't have too much experience with that, but uh, just trying to put into the keg, it's it's very easy. So. Yeah, uh, but that's actually a topic of ours is uh, is bottling versus kegging. You know what pros cons, and you know anybody else can feel free to chime in. Number again is six four six two hundred four five zero five. But uh, let, let's discuss that, Steve and, and Rich. What uh, the pros and cons of bottling versus kegging? Or not it's Steve, uh, like, uh to, to me, it seems like the kegging is way more consistent, right? Bottles can vary, and they kind of dip off after a while. I feel like if you keg it, there's just so much more stability in how it comes out. Uh, but that's just, you know, I have only bottles. So anyone who kegs, Rich, if you have, if you keg your beers, do you find that? Or have you had homebrew bottles, and they're, like, you know, inconsistent, or they, they don't last as long? Well, like I said, I, I've only been doing this for a while, and... uh I decided when I first started that I was not going to bottle because it's too much work on top of everything else. So uh, basically, you know, the the prior to kegging is you're filling one big bottle, essentially. And you have to sanitize one big five-gallon bottle. Um, And, of course, bottling... But you get about 50 bottles out of a five-gallon batch, so you have to fill 50 bottles. Um, that would be the pros to kegging. I yeah. think it's just easier just to 
put your batch into one big container rather than right. 50, 50 small ones. The cons um, are you can't really give you can't really give a beer out that you keg. Can you can you use growlers on yours if you keg it? Can you fill a growler and it, it'll it'll be fine? Have you done that? Uh yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, you know, but that's only I I, I take them to a party or um yeah. you know I, they don't last long. I, I yeah yeah one exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the keg filled the growler itself, and I just let it sit while I was doing something else and cleaning something, and uh, all of a sudden I saw it fall. I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) And then luckily my girl was hanging uh, Christmas lights outside, and she didn't hear me yell fuck because there's beer all over the place. (laughs) I got away with it. What's this sanitizing you're talking about? I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He washes himself in his in his uh in his fermentation tank. (sighs) Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sanitizing is a big part. Obviously, you guys know that. Yeah. Just uh, no, I've never heard of it. I'm just being stupid. I know. You got to keep it all clean, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got something for that. I got something for that. That's what she said. <laughs> right on time. All right, Rich. Well, we appreciate you calling in, man, and uh, you're welcome to stay here. We're going to, since we, uh, we've killed a lot of our questions on homebrew, and we could definitely revisit this. I, you know, there's a lot of questions turning in my head right now. Uh, that I'll post to the Drama Free Homebrewers group. If you're listening, you're not a part of the group and you want to be a part of it, uh, hit me up or hit any of the callers up or just post in the main Drama Free group. Um, we'll get you in there. And uh, But uh, I think we'll we'll hit up the uh, main script, guys. What do you think? Yes. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Sounds good, guys. Good talking to you. Take care, Rich. Thanks, man. Pleasure, Rich. All right. All right. See ya. Ooh, Pleasure Rich. That's a good name for a beer, too. Pleasure Rich? So I'm, here for I'm just the ideas guy. That's all I am. <laughs> there you go. Uh, gentlemen, should we talk about number 15? Nah, it's too early for that. Uh, if we do that without that. Derek, if we do that without Derek, he will, he will never forgive us. Actually, that, 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 maybe we should do number 15, actually. You know, you're right. Derek's not here. <laughs> I don't even know what number 15 is. Uh, I wonder if he's listening, too. He's probably like listening on his way to go see Star Wars or something. He's watching the uh, – I know he's watching the thread because he's posting in it, but uh, or in their track group. But uh, I'm going to post in there. But let's move on. Um, I like this one here. Uh, thoughts on Dilly Dilly. That commercial, you've all seen it. You've seen the Nilly right. Nilly memes. What uh yeah, what's your thoughts on Dilly Dilly? Go away. Yeah, take it behind a barn and shoot it, please. Yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on it. It's kinda like it, it it's it's the new waza like it's gonna go away in a month. The, I mean that that said though, I mean when it first came out, that was the first thought that I had that Budweiser essentially or ABM Bev or whatever had finally hit that 
that was up thing again. Like, and from a, a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, I saw it and I was like, that's genius. That's going to stick around for a while, but I really wish it wouldn't. I don't know. Nothing really that's, sticks around for a while these days, right? Like, pretty much the, the lifespan not, of any sort of meme is a month. Yeah. But. Longer than a month. Uh, Hollywood is listening. Uh, Chris Butler, give Hollywood a shout out so he uh, he uh, says hello. Um, but did you guys see that uh, that that there was a beer? Okay, so there was a beer made in Minneapolis at uh, and they named it Dilly Dilly. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have. I think it was posted in the group, and it's a well known. Um, you know, brewery up here. I think it was Barrel Theory that might have done it. Maybe I think it was. Um, but okay. anyway, they sent a they sent a scribe like dressed to the to the yard in you know old medieval garb, and he read from a scroll a cease and desist letter, and then gave them mm-hmm. two Super Bowl tickets. Uh, like I thought, you know, AB aside, I thought that was a pretty cool reaction. It, just because it's AB, I don't have to hate it, how they reacted. I mean, any other, you know, company would have done that or could have done that, and I would have been amazed by it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like I saw that story, too. That was that was cool. The Super Bowl tickets were a nice touch. It's like, all right, we know cease and desist suck, but it was it was uh, definitely creative, and the Super Bowl tickets definitely made it cool. And it's just funny. All they said was, like, you know, after this batch, please don't brew it again. They didn't say, like, pull it from yep. the shelves or you have to take it off tap right now. Right. Like, kind, kind of not really unreasonable. But, again, and, uh, so let's go back to – Let's go, let's go back go to the marketing for a second. Let's go back to the marketing for a second. You know they spent more money conjuring up the response and the readout and the garb and the training behind that season of suspense than they did the damn Super Bowl tickets. And at the end of the day, that's kind of the underlying issue that we all have with ABM, Beth. Deep pockets. Yes. All right, Joey. Uh, I'll oblige on this one. You know – Maybe maybe that's a different topic. I mean, we, we've hit up the AB, you know, the InBev discussion, but I, I really think you're you're harboring something deeper that we might need to discuss. But let's see where the where the day t- or the night takes us here. Uh, the drunker we get, we might uh, we might get back into this. You know, I'm the guy. Um, with AB. <laughs> I'm no, I know you're here. I know you're here. <laughs> um, let's let's move on here. Um. Let's go to this because I, I, I'm a proponent of this, and we do have a caller, so I'm going to take him in a second. But uh, live chugs or not? Nah? Thoughts on that? I'm a fan. <laughs> I like <Big> fan. <laughs> yeah. That's concise. I like it. Um, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I'm a libertarian, so people can do what they want to do. It's not hurt me. Is this a question because people don't like them? Has someone brought up, uh, I wish there weren't so many live chugs? Um, there's one person in particular who consistently says that there should be a thread for chugs only and consistently gets told that it's been discussed and shot down and continues to um, not want to see chugs. But Will, will the people? Yeah. Hey, all the Whoville. I love the live chugs. You know what? I mean, it might make me fall asleep in, in between my bed and the bathroom some nights. 
you know, crawling from the bathroom to my bed, and my wife wakes me up and says, oh, Chad, come on. Um, but my wife I do enjoy it. Because... Yeah, my dear. <laughs> my wife is a craft beer drinker, and she see, she's seen me get, uh, you know, smammered many occasions. And uh, I think I think she's just given up, uh, you know. But anyway, get back to this. We have a notorious live chugger on the line, Zach Lucas. What's up, Zach? What's happening, guys? What's up, dude? My wife doesn't like live chugging. I don't mind it. I know she 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 photobombs every one of our live shows. It's like clockwork. It's like she knows what I'm doing. Well, she is in the group. She is in the group, and it is you know, so she does know what you're doing actually. Yeah, it's technically my fault because I added her to the group, but. Well, she does bring something to the table that you don't. I mean, she's she's pretty Yeah, I, I mean, she's just, you know, so easy on the eyes, you know, compared uh, to me. Not that you're unattractive. Like, you're a beautiful man. Well, you know, I appreciate the kind words, sir. That must be my Mr. Hey. Butler friend. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> is, uh, is that man bun still there, Zach? Oh, Dude, the hair is in uh, full blast. It is growing. It needs a. I need a haircut. Bad. Hey Eddie, I'm, I'm gonna do a live chug while we're talking about live chugging. I'm gonna do it with Eddie here. Um, I'm on the podcast with my boy Eddie. Oh shit! Get it. This is where get I'm it. Get it. Get it. Get it, buddy. This is what I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch you while on the phone. I'm watching you. Your wife and your family. I love you, man. I'm so glad to hear this news. What happened? What what news? Go ahead and announce it. Um, just go read his post. Wow. This is so meta. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've been sweating for a few weeks. Yeah, man. I, I don't doubt it. But the smile on your face says it all. So that's good stuff, man. I have to guess his wife's pregnant. No. No, 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 no. Um, well, Chris is handling that. I, I, I can try the best I can to give you guys clip notes. Um, I'm a mute Chris. I believe. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, from what from what I quickly discerned is that um, Eddie's wife Shay had a uh, a little cancer scare, came back malignant, and um, everyone's happy, everyone's well, everyone's healthy. Um, do a little bit of monitoring, and in the interim, chugs. Absolutely. I'm going to chug for Eddie and his wife tonight and his little boy um, and his family. That is absolutely amazing news. Um, happy to hear it. Uh, Eddie, if you can hear me, let's do a live chug tonight. Um, cheers to Eddie. I think they're just getting ready to drink here. But yeah. that is amazing news. I mean, I, I, I we've, we've had many scares on Drama Free. And, you know, it's just – it's. You know, I kind of I cry with everybody and I, I feel it, you know. Uh, but uh, let's see, Zach, question. 
since you were talking about Katie hating live chugs earlier, does she ever put you on a significant other imposed beer probation? I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure what that means. Does she say quit buying beer, Zach? Or quit chugging beer, quit Zach? Buying. Uh the chugging, that's all like she, she calls it annoying, the chugging. Every day. She says I take the fun out of craft beer to her because of that. Oh Yeah. That is rough. It hits that is rough. It hit yeah. It that that just like is the worst when she says that. Because I definitely don't want that to change, you know? Absolutely. But, um, of course. That's when you respond that uh, she's taking the fun out of craft beer because she's taking it too seriously. Actually, actually, don't well, respond that way. You really married. Don't do that. Don't take that yeah. away. <laughs> well, you guys heard my wife the last time when we had her on. She said that I took the fun out of craft beer, you know? Um, yeah. Rich, you wanted to talk to Zach? <laughs> well, I wanted to talk with Zach, and uh, he talks. Just... He talks to me enough. He doesn't need to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> since since it's the home brewing edition, um, Zach, you want to talk a little bit about what we're brewing on uh, Sunday? I mean, yeah, uh, I'm excited to do this cream ale. Honestly, I got um, I was in Hawaii on my uh on our honeymoon and uh I brought home some like vanilla beans that was from like two thousand sixteen and it's like so strong so I'm excited to actually use that in this cream ale. And I figured go outside of something I've never done. So I brought the idea to Rich and we're throwing a ten gallon batch on Sundays. And nice. uh, we're gonna add some some honey and vanilla. Yeah, and, honey. Uh, yeah, kick it up a notch. That sounds. We're gonna do like a like a hazy cream ale. ISO. Milky, yeah, absolutely. So that should be interesting. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, we look forward to uh, hearing feedback. I'm sure you'll post about it and uh, let us know how it goes. Um, maybe do a live chug, you know? Do a live chug during brew day. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we won't have to dump it. Oh, my God. Live chug the warden. Yeah. Oh, man. I really wanted to, I had. I was brewing a mango milkshake IPA. Oh my God! Don't even fucking get me started. Oh my God! Uh, I want to hear this. You, Let's get him started. Let's get him started. Do you really <laughs> want me to tell this story right now? It was yeah, just absolutely. really bad timing. Where where was I going? I don't where know. Did I go it to? was about, it was about where I went. Is that that's the whole oh thing? My God. So he uh, was away, and he left his mango IPA whatever shit. I had to drive. I, about an hour to his house. They oh, come back yeah. with with his five gallons of beer, bring it home. I, oh yeah, uh, four dollar toll, which you owe me by the way. You can PayPal it after we're done. Uh, <laughs> come come back across the bridge, bring it home. I'm gonna keg it for him. 
I open it up, and it had soured completely. The mango. Oh, my God. I was so bad. bad. Uh, it smelled so bad. That was that was another dump batch, but uh, that 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 time it wasn't mine. Well, let me ask you: How much money are you putting into each batch when you dump it? Uh, I don't want to tell you how much that one was. That one was. Well, don't don't say because Katie might hear it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I I, no. I know how that goes. But how much are we talking about a batch here? Because I might cry. That's so much beer you could buy. Yeah. How how big how big are the batches? Do you guys do bigger than five gallons? Uh, did you, yeah. Did you say that and I missed it? Yes, I I could do ten. Um, I'm, I've got a ten gallon kegel, so I have to. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, not a ten, a fifteen gallon kegel, so I can do ten gallon batches. Um, got it. Yeah. So that didn't work out too well. <laughs> I'm strictly doing five gallons. I just do five gallons. I don't, I don't have the equipment. I don't have the time to. Hey, yeah, I do five gallons too. Mangoes are expensive though, so that's probably why. Uh... That's that's uh, what yeah. yeah, the mangoes. Organic, organic mangoes. Oh. Yeah, organic mangoes too. Oh man. A hundred a hundred dollars. I'm just gonna throw that out there. That was over a hundred dollars with everything. The hops. Yeah, I, I probably would have guessed two hundred if you're doing ten gallons, but that's just a guess yep. based on like most like, recipes. Was, plus, yeah. Yeah. It was like a hundred. So, so no, this, this, uh, you guys brought brought us up to our next topic. Um, what adjuncts work well in milkshake IPAs? Steve, really? Yeah, I can start that because I live probably the closest to tired hands. Um, there you go. I mean, well, define adjuncts. Do, does fruit count as adjunct? Like, yes. you know, fruit, yeah. fruit puree. Yeah. So uh, the tired hands pineapple milkshake was unbelievable. So pineapple is right off the bat, and it just makes sense, right? Um. I haven't really been too huge on the strawberry stuff, but some of them are okay. It just kind of tastes, even when it's fresh strawberries or strawberry puree, it just kind of tastes syrupy. Um, Meshuggah from uh, Tumor. is fantastic. Um, vanilla is, you know, Tired Hands Vanilla Milkshake. The vanilla and the pineapple, I think, are the two best. Uh so those are my two. I'll say pineapple and then vanilla. Um, I'm not huge on the you know, strawberry. I've never had a Tire Hands milkshake. I hear keep hearing about them. I've had local breweries, you know, recreate the milkshake IPAs, but I've never had the actual Tired Hands milkshakes. Really? I'm gonna try to get my hands on the next time they release it. They haven't done one in a while. They kind of they've taken a back seat. They do all these other crazy beers, and the milkshakes are like they're seeming pretty rare. Hey Steve, uh, have you come up with a somewhat of a, a clone recipe that you think would work for for the milkshake ideas? Uh, de- I definitely haven't one that will work. But um, so I don't know if you guys know, but it's common knowledge at this point, so I don't feel bad saying it. Um, Tired Hands does so. What they do is they they use oats, right, to make it thick, and I'm pretty sure they put flour. They put flour. Brewer's flour. 
yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they use flour too, so it just get it gets. I mean, when you drink it, it's literally like a milkshake. It's thick. It coats your mouth like you couldn't believe. And then they also they you know they dry hop the shit out of it and they do all these adjuncts. They almost always have lactose too, just because it made mm-hmm. it sweet. So if you just uh, oat and lactose up an IPA recipe and then put some yeah. sort of fruit in it. I mean, you're not. Are you gonna? Is it gonna be tired hands? Good, probably not. But you could, you could get close. Just, I mean, yeah. literally overdo, overdo it on everything. If you think you're doing too much oats, you're not. If you think you're doing too much lactose yeah. or vanilla beans, I, I'm pretty sure vanilla beans are in every one of their recipes too. Yes. So if you think you're doing too much, do, like do more because. Yeah. It, here's here's another thing they do, and um, our resident, one of our resident brewers in the group. <clears throat> Uh, Kirby Garrison, I, I know Joey's had some of Kirby's stuff, but um, mm-hmm. he's a big tired hands fanboy, and so he reached out to them. And um, one thing they do is they add green apples uh, to uh, bump up that pectin, and so uh, he does the same thing with his. And if you guys haven't had stuff from Kirby before, it's worth trading with Kirby just for the stuff that he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Uh, I discovered him by chance back in August, uh, and he is making some killer stuff in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, uh, and he has a really good pedigree and some serious chops and some serious skills. Um, I, I don't know if he's listening to this thing at all, at all but um, he is a really smart guy and he really knows what he's doing and he's doing some great stuff so um, that's one thing that he's doing that he learned from Tired Hands is uh, using those green apples in there which you know my first thought of a brewer is you know, going past a tile high right away but apparently that doesn't uh, impart directly so anyways just throw that in there real quick so I'm sorry you kind of cut out a little bit but he's using green apples in every batch of the milkshakes and then adding other fruits? Right. He's just using the green apples for pectin to bump up that uh-huh. thickness in that, in that body. Yep. Huh. Interesting. And apparently Tired Hands has told him they do the same. Or something. Hmm. Yep. Joey, has he told, the same, told you the same thing? I, I have I, Kirby has not told me that explicitly, but I have heard the same thing. Okay, yeah. So he told me he told me that that's what he does. So now, I don't know if he's listening right now. I know he just posted something, but um, yeah, it'd be worth it for you homebrewers uh, to reach out to. He didn't really have much brewing experience before he started a brewery, so um, he's just basically got natural skill and he's a smart guy. Um, but anyways, I also think it's worth trading beer with him because he makes some killer killer beer. Yeah, I actually reached out to him, Chris. I actually I talked to him. He he is really smart. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, maybe one of the best English brown ales I've ever had. Actually, yeah. is, I mean, I know we're talking about IPA and milkshake and all that, but the classic traditional style and uh, amazing English brown ale in Dayton, Tennessee, and I've lived in England. So. Did, did, you, did you say cream ale? Brown. Mm-hmm. No. English brown. brown ale, right? Yeah, English brown, yeah. No, brown. Okay. Yeah. But I'm actually, 
That's got me after that Apple comment. That's got me thinking about the dreams because I kid you not, like when I have a dream, I taste I taste Apple. Yep. And like a lot of their IPAs, like it's I don't know. That's well, weird. If you taste Apple, it's not a good thing. That's Apatolai. <laughs> so I'm just I don't know. I I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah, you don't when you have a dream, when you have a dream, I thought it was always about Chris Butler. <laughs> <laughs> I would say or, or racial equality. Don't don't yeah. um, gosh, don't you guys start number one. Derek is listening, and uh, apparently he's jealous. Uh, but <laughs> I don't I don't need anybody else shining me on. I don't know why Derek started this nonsense, but he like y'all got to stop this crap. <laughs> we're, we're gonna run them off again, guys. Let's stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna, I'm gonna I did. Um, so we got a little bit of time left here. Um, let's see here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get Matthew Burton on here. He might have a few words to say. You can mute me yeah, let's, now. Uh, all right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mute Rich for a second until he messaged me and says he wants back on. So bye Rich. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh let's see here. Should we do number fifteen? Is it too early or too late in the day? Nah. I'm, I'm not I drunk mean, it's just not right. Yeah, Hollywood's not here. We, we, we can't do it. Um, um, how about this, guys? What is the biggest whale you've been excited to land? Ooh. Who wants to start? Chris, Ooh. Chris, you start. I need, to, I need to know what your biggest whale is. Um, ever or that I currently still have? That's a good qualifier. What are the rules? Both. Uh, let's go with currently still have. Yeah, cur- yeah. Um, 15 by 4 by Cantillon, batch 3. Ooh. Um, when I was in, when I visited there a couple of years ago, I had batch 2. And it was the first beer my wife ever enjoyed and the last beer I think she ever had because we soon found afterwards that she has a disease that she has to take medicine for and it gluten interferes with whatever. Um, so, um, when I got the, uh, 50 by four this spring, it was pretty excited. Um, so that, I still have that one. Um, I also had a, uh, a Fufon, my first, like was one of my first, uh, Cantillon that I ever owned, uh, myself didn't didn't just have it a share, and um, I drank that last year when it comes on the World Series. So that was probably the one that I was most excited to get first, and the one I still have. So Did you have to trade for the for the fifteen by four? Did you have to trade for that? Yeah, the fifty degree by four degrees. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It is. Yeah. What uh? Would you have to give? Do you still have two testicles? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't need them because I'm I'm done. Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> Don't tell Derek that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, you got any whales with a Z, bro? 
Yeah. Um, I, I think we've we've touched on this topic to a certain degree in previous podcasts. I think the the one that I have that I've yet to consume is uh, is SR seventy one. Um, in terms of ones that I that I excuse me that, that I tend to always keep an eye out for. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to take to land. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, I, don't, I don't really. I, I guess I don't. I guess I haven't really thought about it enough. I can't think of really anything that I'm like desperately in search of, or something that that has constantly piqued my interest in trying to sort out exactly what I would need to do in order to obtain it. Nice. An embarrassment of riches. No, we're just. I've had a. I had this conversation earlier today. So I'm just trying to figure out, uh, you know, what uh, what they'd be able to send me for, you know, whatever I would send them. And they're flipping through untapped. And they're like, you know, you've you've had a lot. I'm like, you kind of sound like my mom. But yeah, you know, I've had, I've had a, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of beers, and I've tried a lot of different things, and that's wonderful. Um, but there's really nothing out there that's like I have to have that right now. All right, all right. The biggest whale that I have right now hmm, that I haven't drank. Um, oh, duh. I have a double barrel Antique by Kane. Nice. Yeah, uh, I you know, I live close enough to the brewery that when they announce something like that, they have 200 bottles. I just I get in my car and I go. Um, if they only they only made 200 of those, and I've had it cold pretty much. Uh, I've had it cold for like 15 months now, um, and I'm probably keep that for the birth of my first child. Um, and it really you know I didn't have to give up too much for it. I think it was 22 dollars. So that's mine. The one I the one I haven't been able to get up until this week, I wasn't able to get CBS. That was my like whale. I heard so much good things about it. And then, you know, what do you do when your when your whale of all whales gets full distro in the United States and you can go to a liquor store and buy it? So I don't know. I hear great things about fundamental observation. I'm big on vanilla. I'm big on stouts like that. Um, I had one that I traded for the fifty by four. Really? So I've never actually had I've never actually had the beer. It got traded to me, and I traded the fifty by I traded the FO for the fifty by four plus uh, uh, plus two BDCS. Uh, I don't think uh, I think if I had a whale, it wouldn't be like a lambic or anything. I think it would probably be some sort of you know sweet adjuncty stout that's like maybe in a barrel and balanced and all that good stuff. Fair enough. You're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Good. I chug all my wheels. As long as I don't so. say barley wine, right? <laughs> Bill, we have barley a- wine is life. No, hashtag. Hey, hey, hey Chad. Let's get, let's get Kirby. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad, do we have a caller? Yeah, let's get Kirby in here. Oh, yeah, we got Mr. Kirby Garrison on the line. Don't ask me. <laughs> Kirby. Skirt, skirt. How y'all doing? Good, man. Kirby Hancock. Uh, that's me. That's me. That's Herbie Hancock. Surprised you oh, don't yeah. know that. Real, real quick, uh, Kirby. No, I no. was just kind of, uh, I was just kind of filling some guys in on like your milkshake stuff that you told me 
uh, about green apples and what whatnot. Uh, if you want to, that's why I asked you if you had time to call in. So if you want to like take that for a second. Yeah, no, definitely. No, so, um, yeah, so, so the ones who really originated the uh, the green apples and the smoothies—that's tired hands, you know. So I've been drinking their shit, you know, for a long time, as everybody has. But um, you know, so they, you know, green apples in a beer. The first time I had it, the first time I had that strawberry milkshake beer, I was like, what the fuck, you know, green apples in a beer? I thought it would literally taste like apples, and it really doesn't, you know, if you use the right amount. You know, you get the pectin, and so what the pectin does, it's, it's a thickening agent, so it basically just grabs all the shit that's in suspension, like the yeast, the hops, the proteins, all the stuff that makes a really hazy New England-style IPA, and it just keeps it there, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, filter out. You know, it stays in suspension, so if you have a two-month-old can of, of Tired Hands, like milkshake beer, that shit's going to be hazy. So I started doing that. I started adding applesauce to all my beers. I had a six-pound can of applesauce to a four-barrel batch. And, like, I shit you not, man, I make, I make seven to ten, between seven and ten kegs of New England-style IPA. That shit does not clear out for anything. Like, it, it sits there for months. The last keg might be just a little bit clearer than the first one but honestly it does a great job of keeping that new england style ipa kind of look you know really you know really throughout but even for the milkshakes it adds a lot of mouthfeel you know it really does it kind of adds that thickness um you know and that's really who i'm going for i'm going for tired hands you know i'm going for that fucking thick you know thick as shit you know milkshake kind of character and so uh so i read that i saw that on a couple of their beers a couple of posts and i was like fuck it you know let's try it out and it really works yep yeah. i basically nailed everything didn't need you to call it in i'm the man said <laughs> 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 it all yep i'm just glad you backed me up on that because i started to doubt myself when i was talking about it <clears throat> but yeah cool man how you been i've been good Oh my God. You, feel, you feeling better? To, uh, Getting healthy? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that was rough. That was really rough. It was, uh, yeah, it was some stomach shit. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't throwing up or anything like that, but it was for three days. I was bedridden. But I'm feeling good now. Um, we're opening up our, we're opening up our third location. So it's kind of like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of bed. You know, I got shit I gotta do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it ain't no rest for the wicked. Kind of stuff. Is, it, is the third but, location um, in Silence Springs, Arkansas? It's. Uh, I, I can't hear you, but it's it's gonna be just below Knoxville. Is where it's gonna be. So it's gonna be like 20 minutes south of Knoxville. Um, you know, full restaurant, all stuff like that. Maybe brewery in the future, but for now, uh, Monkey Town's doing the. Uh, you know, it's doing the majority of the brewing, and thank God, you know, because it's. You know, we sell a good amount of beer at Monkey Town, but I don't sell enough. You know, so this is gonna, you know, it's gonna really help me, kind of, kind of push some kegs out the door, so I can really, you know, really start ramping it up. Um, so, cause I'm, I'm bored, man. I really am. I brew like once a week, and I'm just twiddling my fucking thumbs. I'm like, I need something to do. 
you know, please give me something to do. So this is really going to help me, uh, you know, kind of get my ADHD in check and really start, you know, start doing some cool shit. So, but, uh, hey, hey, but, but anyway. Kirby, I, I have a question for you. This is Rich. I'm back. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you just brought up that ADHD. Do you think a lot of yeah. Do you think a lot of brewers have ADHD? Because I know I do, and you just said you do, and I know a couple other people that do also. And I think it's—I think that's a common thing. It just keeps you busy, keeps you going, and uh, it. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier, you never stop learning, and you never stop moving. And I, I just think a lot of brewers have ADHD. They're right brain. I honest, I, I think that's, I think that's exactly the case. You know, brewing, you know, for me, I've been doing this for five years, which really in the grand scheme of things, isn't a, you know, isn't a long amount of time, but like college, like I'm surprised I made it through college. You know, it, it's just, I'm surprised that I made it to class enough for college, but it's like, you know, like I live with my parents, you know, so like get the fuck out of bed, you know, let's go to class. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go to class today. I want to learn the same exact shit that I did yesterday. And so then I finally started getting into brewing and it's like, it's the one thing that I've learned that it's, it's always changing. You know, there's something you could literally get up like, 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 for example, I spent about, I spent about four hours researching. Like when I was doing fruit, I researched why fruit ripens the way that it does. And it's like, I spent four hours learning why the fuck fruit ripens the way it does. And it's like, 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 I love that stuff, man. You know, I really do. And so now I can tell you that the reason that bananas ripen the way they do is because of fucking ethylene production. And honestly, you put a, you put a fucking banana with a strawberry, that banana is going to make the strawberry ripen faster because of the ethylene production. Honestly, I don't need that information in any other category other than fruit. You know, so it's just, it's yeah. just cool that with brewing, you can learn so many things about so many different categories, it's you know, it, it, even like, like whether it's with hops, whether it's with, with, with fruit, what, even with barrels, like barrels are something that I'm really trying to get into. And so it's really like, like with the ADHD, you know, it's something where, again, you know, I do, I took Ritalin back when it was fucking, you know, when it was before parents shouldn't have put their kids on Ritalin. Like, you know, like, it's like, listen, there's a cautionary tale, like, tale to this shit. And, uh, like, I've just been taking that shit forever, and I'm like, I don't like it. You know, I don't like how it makes me feel. You know, it it, it kind of it, it, it slumps me down. Like, I can't think of things as quick as I do. I'm not as witty. And so I stopped taking it, and as soon as I stopped taking it, that's exactly when I got into the restaurant business. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, and then I finally got into brewing and it's like, honestly, like, like the people, I feel like brewers with, you know, I think they do have a form of ADHD because they're like, well, let's add this, let's do this. Let's think about this. Like they're always thinking about things. Their brains are always moving. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, that, you know, at least the good majority of brewers out there who are professional or even just home brewers that are just really creative, who just like putting stuff in beer like there's just something about them with like I don't like just doing the same old thing. Like I, I really just want to, you know, kind of kind of be experimental. And I, I feel like, you know, I feel like there are a lot of people out there that are just like me, 
you know, like you, you know, they just they can't sit still, man. They can't sit on their hands. Like, fuck it, let's put 11 pounds of Oreos in a beer. Fuck it, you know, let's try it out. You know, let's let's see what happens. The beer might taste like shit, but fuck it, you know, let's see what happens. So, it's uh, you know, you know I feel like that's the case. You know what, Kirby? I like you, man. I I, I think we'll get along great. Let's just yeah, jam pack it full of everything. You know, I I like it. I, I don't have the skill set you do, but uh, hey, you ever need a, a a taste tester and feedback, man? Feel free to send me anything my way. Um, <laughs> Gripping. Hell yeah, I'm dude. Just, dude, I already, I'm all right. So I'm the same so way I with I IT. Own. You know. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I owe a, so I owe I owe Will Miller a box. I owe fucking Chad Tillman a box, and now I owe you a box. And I owe Chris. I owe you a fucking box. You don't know right. anything. Dude, of course I owe you something, man. You got me into this group. All right, what are you talking about? All right, you're my you're my you're my breast friend. All right. Oh, so, breast. Oh boy. Breast. He said. It's, notice he said breast. Uh, Rich yeah. Berry. Yeah. I had to mute yes, him because we had a little. We have we, Rich. <laughs> Rich had to be muted, but uh, he wants to know, Kirby. When do you add the applesauce? I add it to uh, I add it to the boil, like about fifteen minutes left in the boil. Um, yeah, like like that's the great that's the great thing about you know as I've been to the restaurant business fourteen years. And so, you know, when we first opened up Monkey Town back in 2015, we didn't want a restaurant. You know, I've been doing this, you know, half my life. I know what the fucking struggles are for a restaurant, but we knew that in the small town, that's what we needed. And so at first, you know, I'm cursing it. I'm like, I fucking hate that we're a restaurant. I really just want to brew beer. And then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, but I have so much access to all these ingredients. You know, and so, you know, so for, for the apples, you know, I, I get these cans of applesauce, and it's perfect. You know, it's awesome. You know, these six-pound cans of applesauce, I crack open one, I pour it about 15 minutes left in the boil, and, dude, it, like these, it's, I've had, all right, so Evolution IPA number 19, I've had it on tap for about three weeks. Um, uh, I got about, I think I got seven and a half kegs, half barrels, and I'm two kegs in. And it's still hazy, like it's still super cloudy. And so there's other breweries that, you know, that they'll, they'll do a beer, they'll put it on, it'll be super hazy at first, like Bearded Iris, for example. You know, everybody loses their shit over Bearded Iris. I like Bearded Iris, all right, they're, they're, they're good. But, um, you know, Homestyle, Scatterbrain, Red Handed, whatever it is, you know, as soon as it comes out, it's super cloudy, turbid, it looks like monkish. You're like, oh, my God, like, I'm so glad I traded for this. Or I'm so glad I drove up there and, and I bought some. But after a while, after a couple of weeks, it starts to clear out, and it gets super clear. Like, we're talking like Lagunitas, like, clear. And um, mm-hmm. it's just because it, it's just, you know, New Zealand, you know, New England, like, whatever it is, IPAs, they just clear out so much. And so brewers are really having to kind of think of, of different practices to really keep that haze. Because they can still taste the same, you know. You know, home style, whether it's cloudy or it's clear, tastes basically the same. But of course, if you if you pour it as soon as it's like like first canned, dude, it's hazy. It looks fucking sweet. It looks so good. If you wait two three weeks, 
it is clear. It really doesn't look that good. So for me, you know, I, I really tried to do a little bit of research, and, and I, I found that, that that's what Tired Hands does. That's why their beers look the way that they do for their milkshakes. I'm like, fuck it. Let's put some applesauce in it. It doesn't affect the taste, and, um, and uh, it just keeps it hazy. So that was a, a long-winded rant on, um, on why I put applesauce in my beers. So. Yeah, Kirby, uh, I have an idea here, and I think we're going to do, you know, paying on your schedule, I think we might do a segment called Ask Kirby because, man, you have <laughs> a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> and and I, I enjoy, I know you just said long-winded, but I actually enjoy hearing, you know, the experiences you've had, man. This This is, you know. I'm, I got I got well, a little awesome. drama free crush going on here, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, let's make hey. it Facebook official, man. Let's send some DMs back and forth. Come on. Oh boy. So. Uh oh, uh, sliding. <laughs> All right. Well, we we, we got uh, we, we got uh, yeah. You're sliding oh, my God. DMs, baby. Sliding my DMs. Uh, we got uh, we got about a minute and a half left. Um, Okay. I'd like to thank Kirby, especially uh, Kirby and Rich and Zach and, and John and all the home brewers. If I left your name off, I've been drinking. Sorry. Uh, we had a lot of callers tonight. So don't uh, don't hate on me because I forgot to mention your name on air. You guys were on air. You, you got your air time. Um, <laughs> guys, you got you guys. You all got anything you want to say, uh, Joey, before we head out? And I think you summed it up quite nicely. I was, um, <clears throat> it's been a great night. It's great, great for everybody joining the Homebrewers. It's great to hear from Kirby. And I uh, obvi- obviously always appreciate your guys' contributions. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Perfect, Chris. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad Kirby could join us. It's good to hear your voice again, man. And uh, be well. Nice. Uh, Mr. Traveling Man, glad to have you back. Glad you could make it and join us tonight. Uh, you got any last words? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, it's been great. Missed, I missed all you fuckers. Um, really glad to be back. Uh, Kirby, awesome to meet you, man. Yeah, definitely going to look up your stuff, too. I was in Tennessee twice this year. I had no idea uh, that your restaurants existed, but I'm definitely going to look into it. Thanks for having us. All the homebrewers, thanks for calling in. Uh, Chad, thanks for stepping it up as usual. And... Um, yeah, looking forward to next week. Hopefully Hollywood's back. All right, gentlemen. Kirby, actually, you're still on the line, man. You got anything uh, you want to say to the drummer freelance here? No, I've uh, I've only been here for a little amount of time, and 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 honestly, like I'm I'm really glad that 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 drama free has pushed out all the fucking bullshit from all my like my high school friends and college friends, like all the kids they're having. I'm like, fuck that. Just give me chug videos. You know? So I'm really glad that you guys are blowing up my, uh, my feed and all that. So I'm just glad to be here. Chris, thank you for bringing me in. You know, you know, all the, uh, all the admins and it's great to be here. And, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is what I look forward to. I've always hated Facebook uh, but but this is honestly, I check my phone more now than I ever have, and so it's because of you guys. So I love being here, and you guys are fucking awesome. And anything I can do to help, you know, I got a couple BIFs coming out your way, so um, uh, you know, keep the lookout for that. But I just love being here, so you guys are awesome. So cheers, fuckers. And we love having 
We love we love having you, Kirby. You want to do a live chug after this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I got some uh, I got some I got some beer here, and uh, I love chugging. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide right into your DMs, buddy. After this, uh, well, we're gonna close this out. Absolutely, man. I'm gonna slide I'll slide into those DMs, buddy. Um, we're gonna we're, I'm gonna mute it. We're gonna uh, you know, this has been a good. This has been a good episode, and sorry, I mean myself on accident. I didn't mean to do that shit. Uh, but uh, I had a lot of fun, a lot of information passed. Uh, met some good people here that I've never talked to before, talked to on the group, um, shared some good news about Eddie and his wife. Um, she's cancer-free, and everything's good. And uh, we had a good conversation, I think, tonight. If you guys have any feedback and want to share it with us and let us know how we did, anything you could see that we could do better, absolutely share it our way. You know, we're, we're here for you. We're here to uh, discuss what you want to discuss. But anyway, drama free, be good, be kind, and keep those chug videos coming. Talk to you later. Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. Save the drama for your mama.